0: United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.:
1: So it's really important to lean on the existing coping strategies that, you know, work for you. Um, it's really important to continue taking any medication you're prescribed and um, thinking about if, you're, if you've if you got a therapist or you're seeing other mental health professionals, is there a way you can continue to access that treatment? It's mentally yours
0: from Ellen and focus on your mental health you surely won't regret It's mentally, 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 mentally yours Mentally yours
1: Mentally
2: yours. Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette and this week I'm chatting to Rosie Weatherly. She is the information content manager at MIND, the mental health charity. We're going to be chatting about the coronavirus, self-isolation and mental health.
1: So I'm Rosie Weatherly um, my job title is Information Con- Content Manager at MIND and broadly speaking it means that I and my team are responsible for writing um, the mental health information that's on the MIND website and making sure that we're putting mental health expertise into everything that MIND does.
2: So obviously there's lots of worries at the moment about um, coronavirus and you've been updating on that as well on the MIND website. We have, yeah. Um, Breaking down for us, what advice you'd give to people with long-term mental health conditions on, um, on what to do when they're self-isolating at the moment?
1: For sure. So if you've, um, if you've got a diagnosis or you're living with a long-term mental health condition, um, you will already know a little bit about how your condition affects you, the kinds of things that are helpful for you, the kinds of things that maybe make your mental health a little worse or could put you into that kind of grey danger zone. So it's really important to lean on the existing coping strategies that, you know, work for you. Um, it's really important to continue taking any medication you're prescribed and um, thinking about if, you're, if you've got a therapist or you're seeing other mental health professionals. Is there a way you can continue to access that treatment, um, perhaps you know through Skype or on the phone, or if you can still get in to see them? Um, and if not, what what can they do to support you in the time where you aren't going to be in contact with them?
2: What kind of challenges do you think people are going to be facing over the next few months?
1: I think we're we're going to go through a period of um, getting used to uh, staying home a lot more, obviously, um, and developing new normals and new practices around how we stay connected to each other. Um, I think digital communication is going to become ever so important um, and it will be um, a challenge for, for lots of us to learn new technology and to get into new habits and routines around that. Um, but I think more broadly, there's there's going to be a period of adjustment where we, we figure out, OK, what does my life look like when I'm at home for long periods of time? Um, and actually making sure that you've got some structure, some routine, um, some things that are part of your daily rhythm and flow um, will be quite helpful for kind of grounding you and giving you a sense of um, normality, even if it's a different normal to what, what you've been used to before. Um, part of mine's advice is actually uh, making sure that you are having some variety in your day, so you're not just doing the same thing every single day. That you're incorporating different types of stimulation, connectivity, learning, access to nature, exercise, um, and relaxing, and, and having that downtime as well. So uh, it's a build, It's about building a routine and having a plan, um, but something that can flex according to what you need in the moment and uh, incorporate some variety.
2: Yeah, routine is going to be so important, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people who have long term mental health issues already know about the importance of routine. But I think for day to day people who are staying at home all the time now, having to work from home, they'll sort of find out how important it is as well. What kind of daily things just right from the moment you wake up do you think people can be doing to you know, get that routine and that method sort of set into their day?
1: Um, I think some of the really basic stuff, like making sure you're getting up at a time that works for you. Um, and if, actually if you're in some bad habits with waking up times and morning routines now a good opportunity to reset anything that you'd like to do differently mm-hmm. um, so getting up getting dressed into you know your normal person clothes and not spending the day in your pajamas or your dressing gown um if makeup's a thing for you and you want to continue to wear makeup even though you're at home cool it's about um building a sense of purpose and uh, maintaining your identity um whilst you're whilst you're at home and still still being you whatever you looks
2: like meal times as well because i've noticed on social media people have already sort of started saying these people that are kind of not used to working from home people seem to just be kind of snacking all day long but i think you know probably set meal times are going to be fairly sort of important as well and and staying healthy do you have any particular advice on like in terms of nutrition yeah um i think
1: you you're right um Having kind of a routine that incorporates thinking about what you eat and when you eat it is is great. Um, There's actually a page on our our website called Food and Mood, which you can get to if you just use the search function on the homepage, um, which will talk you through some of the food groups that we know can have a positive impact on your mood. So that might be worth thinking about. Um, But, you know, food is so tied up in socialising for us in our culture um, you know, you've got that kind of whole family meal times narratives or getting together and sitting down as a group of people um, and it being kind of an anchor point for your days. So, see if, see if there's a way you can do that. Um, you know, I've, I've certainly uh, started trying to sit at my dining room table a little bit more when I'm having my meals. I'm, I'm home early right now. Um, and uh, the temptation, yeah, is to just kind of go on the sofa with a bowl of whatever and watch something. But I'm trying to kind of celebrate. My food and in, kind of pay attention to what I'm eating and making that a bit of a kind of moment in my day mm. and, and I think that that can that can be really helpful um, to kind of sort of put those structures in and put those kind of moments of and this is when I and this is when I stop um, those those kind of sort of structures and little nods and cues in in our routines that kind of give us that purpose and identity
2: or well, maybe if you're missing kind of lunches and dinners out, because obviously we're not really encouraged to go out these days, mm-hmm. you can obviously do some sort of, I don't know, Skype dinner, like with your family around the table. Might, might be a bit interesting, my grandma trying to work out Skype. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think a lot of us are going to have to quickly get to grips with new technology and new ways of working. And that sounds like a really lovely thing to try. Um, I think there's there's a thing where sometimes we use Skype for like one-to-one chats or we might sort of like FaceTime or video call one person mm-hmm. but actually setting up a camera and a screen of two groups could be really really good fun you might have to coordinate who's talking when a little bit but um yeah it could be a really good way to kind of connect connect people in in,
2: in different ways at this at this time and you also mentioned that mine said about um mixing up your routine a little bit with some fun things like um, kind of connecting with nature what kind of things would you recommend in terms of that or just some examples maybe? Sure well we know that um,
1: access to nature has a really positive impact on your mental health mm-hmm. um, and if you are lucky enough to have your own garden then we'd be really encouraging you to make use of that and enjoy that um, whenever the, the the skies are not raining down on you uh, making sure that you're setting aside time in your day to go outside breathe some fresh air work on any plants um, or do any maintenance enjoy you know the birds and anything else that pops up into your garden um that includes pets as well so making sure that you're engaging with your pets they can bring us so much joy and comfort mm-hmm. um, but if you don't have a garden and you don't have any pets there's still loads of things you can do so really simple acts like opening your curtains opening your windows and letting some fresh air into your home um is is in itself a wonderful thing to do um making time to just you know stare outside or uh, sit on your back doorstep or your front doorstep and kind of watch the world go by from a distance. Um, I've certainly done that with a cup of tea for 15 minutes. It's so actually really nice. Mm. Uh, and uh, in nature indoors as well. So if you, you know house houseplants, making sure you're taking care of them um, or, you know, growing some seedlings and even actually digital engagement with nature is possible. So things like making the background of your phone, um, a picture of nature or, printing out some stuff and putting it on your walls you know nice plants that you like or or beautiful scenery um and you know maybe catching up with um nature documentaries or just you know having um your tv playing natural pictures on that kind of loop you know the sort of screensaver type stuff mm. that's that's all good stuff um and that's all, they're all like tiny little steps that we can take to just kind of remind, remind ourselves that you know we're part of a, a community and an ecosystem and you know, we're, we're one organism in, in a kind of broader infrastructure. And I think that's quite nice and quite validating.
2: Mm. Um, what about the anxiety and stress side of things? Because, I mean, I think whether you have, well, whether you live with generalised anxiety disorder or not, I think this is going to be quite an anxious time for a lot of people just because of the news and what's going on. Um, what advice can you give people around that? I know you have some lovely advice on the website as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh,
1: you know, everyone's saying it. it's a very uncertain time. Um, there isn't a right way to feel right now, um, and all emotional responses to this are valid. Um, but for a lot of people, that possibly going to be feeling heightened levels of anxiety, and that might be a new thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I think the the three things that I've noticed crop up a lot around anxiety and, and in relation to coronavirus um, are driven by three broad emotions or, or feelings. So, uh, the first one is frustration. Um, you know, there's a lot of this that we is out of our control. Um, the things are being done to us are happening to us and that doesn't feel great. The second one is boredom. You know, if we're kind of lacking a sense of purpose or identity or we don't have ways to feel occupied or that we're being useful and productive. And the third one is fear. Um, we're not sure what's going to happen. We, we're afraid because we don't know or afraid because we're consuming a lot of information. So if you, if you are finding that you're sort of feeling a little bit anxious or you're noticing any of those underlying feelings, stop and ask yourself, what is driving that feeling? Is it that I am frustrated because there are things out of my control? Is there something that I can control, that I can I can take an action now or I can make a decision or I can put a plan in place that might reduce that slightly? If you're feeling bored and frustrated because, I don't know, maybe you're not able to work from home or you're not able to to go and, and be the kind of, um, like person that you you would normally be like for example I play quite an active role in my broader family and it's frustrating and, and um difficult for me that I can't go and support them right now mm. um, but are there things that I can do um, so maybe I can find a sense of purpose in talking my grandma through Skype or um making the suggestions for my uh, sisters to keep themselves occupied um, and you know, if I'm feeling afraid, really unpicking what what's going on there. So is it that I'm afraid because I, there's too many possibilities and I don't know what's going to happen? Where can I ground myself? What can I what can I do to um, remind myself that you know there are things that are in place, there are things that I can control, there are there is information that I can go and read, or if I'm being feeling afraid because I'm actually overexposing myself can I step away can I change the subject can I focus my mind elsewhere so I think those three broad feelings are underpinning a lot of the anxiety emotions and responses that are going on right now and there are things that we can control that can help to mitigate against that effect
2: yeah absolutely I mean I can kind of felt that myself to be honest like the fear around it sometimes kind of becomes a bit much so sometimes for me it's a matter of maybe Limiting how much I'm looking at the news or social media. And this is sort of coming from a journalist. Mm. So I'm a bit too much, or, you know, getting back to basic things like daily meditation and doing more sort of exercise and all that sort of stuff. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Hugely helpful. um What kind of inquiries has mine been getting over the, the past sort of few weeks? Because you must have been inundated.
1: We've actually seen a lot of appetite for the information that we've published on our website. It's, the, it's four times. More viewed than our homepage, which we've never seen before. So there's a lot of people wanting to know about. Okay, I'm staying home. I'm socially distancing. What do I do? How do I make sure that my mental health is is as protected as it can be? We are also seeing some queries coming through on the info line, um, and they fall into three broad categories: there's some questions around people for around people who are um, being held under section or being um, treated as an inpatient, um, and what the plans and plans and support are going to be for them Mm. Uh, there are people um, who are worried about the effect of coronavirus stuff on their mental health generally and then there are people who have uh, a pre-existing long-term mental health problem who have questions and concerns about um, you know how am I going to access treatments and therapies Um, what support will there be for me if I can't do x y and z so yeah we are getting some queries but by far and away the um the, the swell of interest is generally on what can I do what practical steps so we would encourage everyone to go and take a look at mind.org.uk forward slash coronavirus which we're keeping updated as as quickly as we can in response to this kind of ever evolving situation.
2: Mm. What can you tell people about um, those who've got you know friends or family um, in or who are themselves in uh, mental health units um, or is there no sort of no broad answer yet?
1: it's it's such an evolving situation um our legal team are are looking quite carefully at some of the proposed legislation and how that might impact people who are um being held under section or uh, as an otherwise as an inpatient um and it's it's kind of difficult to say right now but we are we're taking a, a good look at that and thinking about what the implications would be and what we can helpfully advise people to do from there so that's kind of coming up in the next few days i would imagine
2: Sure. Um, more generally, how would you say friends and family can support um, others who have mental health issues during this time? Um, I think
1: the, the the things to do are to uh, connect with them, ask them how they're getting on, um, listen to what they say, and don't try and solve the problem. Um, mm-hmm. Don't you know if if they want practical advice or suggestions, they'll ask for that. But um, I think the temptation is to go, "Oh my God, you're feeling like this. Why don't you just..." And for a lot of people, that's really not gonna be helpful right now. They they need to feel like their emotions are valid, which they are, and that they're being heard, and that they're cared about. Um, and I think that the next thing is to ask: is there something that I can do or not do? Are there things that I can support you with? Um, is there something that you can do differently? When that happens, do you want me to do X, Y, and Z? Um, but being really led by the person who's got the condition, because they are they are the expert. They've been living with it for a really long time. Um, they know what works and what doesn't. So, um, yeah, I think that the kind of just common sense, what can I do to help? I know this is really hard. I know it's particularly difficult for you right now. Shall we talk? Um, and that re- regular check in and that regular kind of compassion narrative is, is going to be um, one of the greatest things you can do for someone right now. Mm.
2: Do you mind me asking just yourself how are you feeling about it all because I think everyone's sort of finding it bit tricky, aren't they?
1: yeah I mean I'm noticing um a few new things about myself that I didn't realize before so I'm taking um this sort of a day at a time mm-hmm. uh, and what I'm noticing is that uh when I'm watching news coverage around uh supermarkets and kind of the kind of panic buying stuff that really seems to disproportionately affect me so what I'm doing to combat that is just kind of internally and sometimes out loud repeating to myself I have the things I need I'm gonna be okay um because I, I think personally I can get a little bit stressed by the idea of not getting the things I need and the other thing that I'm noticing as well is that um I'd always assumed that I was quite an introvert and I needed a lot of alone time and um, that people socializing I enjoyed but it did kind of drain me what I'm noticing now is actually I'm really missing the social structures that I have through my work colleagues and my office kind of culture um, and not being able to access them and be around those people um, has has definitely had an impact. I, find, I found myself lonely for the first time, really. Um, so that's been a new emotion for me and I'm kind of getting, getting my head around that. Um, so I, I think like the advice is kind of just regularly check in with yourself and um, sort of notice and acknowledge what's going on and then say well you know that's okay that's going to be a thing that happens what can i do
2: to mitigate yeah i really like your idea of affirmations actually just saying things out loud because i mean let's face it especially we are living alone at the moment no one can hear you so it's sort of you know just reassuring yourself i think is a great idea
1: yeah definitely and you know i'm in a choir so i've been practicing lots of uh, my my choir parts and um living alone definitely helps with
2: that I'm in a choir too, and I'm really missing it. But the same, I'm, I'll be practicing a lot of it. So you know, yeah. my poor neighbours—I'm sure will get sick of it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: One kind of thing I wanted to ask you about, um, just on the other side of things, because obviously, if you're on your lo- if you're on your own, there's the isolation aspect. Mm. Um, but what about people who are sort of having to be, be sort of, kind of be in close environment? Um, the same yeah. with their family um, for you know quite a long time now. Is, is there any sort of advice? can give in terms of that in terms of giving people giving each other some breathing space when it's going to be quite hard yeah um we
1: on 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 our page we actually address this because we we can understand that if you're living with other people um you're all going to have your own kind of needs preferences priorities around how the household functions and works Mm. Um, and things like different people um like feeling a different way about how different spaces should be used or how they should be kind of be organised and cleaned and maintained, um, that is going to require some negotiation. So we would encourage people to sit down as a a household and say, okay, this is going to feel a little different. What are the most important things for us as individuals? Can we agree times that we will give each other space? Uh, How are we going to use different spaces Um, and kind of have that negotiation? It's important that everyone in the household um has has a voice and has a say and i think that's particularly true for um families with children uh, because they are going to be um subject to quite significant disruption if if, you know the schools close Um, they'll be away from their routine their support network their friends if you're you know a child or a young person friends are everything so Mm -hmm. making sure that um children are able to sort of self-advocate in that space and obviously parents still do get the final say but making, making sure that children are able to go, well, actually, I want to, X, Y, Z. Um, and parents hear that and acknowledge that and say, okay, I understand that that's really important for you. How can we make that happen in a way that works for all of us and doesn't go against you know what we need to do in terms of keeping things clean or making sure we're washing our hands? Um, so for as an example, um, I live alone, but my, my broader family uh, live 10 minutes away. I have a teenage sister who's still at home with our parents, And she's finding it really difficult to um, be told you shouldn't really be going out and socialising with your friends and going to your friends' houses because that's all she likes to do. Um, So finding ways for her to feel connected and you know that she's got sort of there's an understanding in the house that she's going to be on a phone quite a lot and that's okay right now um, because it it keeps her connected to her support network and her social structures.
2: Mm. Thanks, Rosie. Um, Is there anything you'd like to add?
1: Um I think actually we've been pretty comprehensive here just a kind of final plug for the coronavirus content on our website I suppose.
2: Yes, and what's the info line if people want to bring you?
1: Uh let me just
2: grab that. I don't know the <laughs> Hang on a second. All right. So the um, the website is obviously if people just google mind that mind. will come blog. up. UK. Yeah. Mind.org.uk. Yeah.
1: Um and then the information and support section is where all our information lives but you can go to mind.org.uk. To- Dot uk forward slash coronavirus and the info line number is 0300 123
2: 3393. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Rosie. Really appreciate you joining us. My pleasure. Take very good
1: care. Take care. Bye. Bye. So this is goodbye from
2: Mentally Yours
0: So go away, enjoy your day Get on with all your chores from Mentally, Mentally, Mentally
2: Mentally yours, mentally yours. If you've been affected by any of the issues we have been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring on 116 123 or go to samaritans.org. If you want more information about coronavirus, head over to nhs.co.uk forward slash coronavirus. You can also go to the MIND site, which is mind.org.uk forward slash coronavirus. You can also call Mind's info line, which is 0300 123 3393. See you next time.
0: Planning for your next trip?